Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast. This is episode 88, and this is sports. I'm Sean. Joined with me, we've got Tony Katz. Yes, yes. And the off-road Andy, who's one beer down. Yeah, and also I'm really excited about 88. 88 a, is huge. It's, it's a good number. 88 miles an hour. You need 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah. Um, it's good stuff. Maybe. It's, it's just two eights. eights two is, eights. eights is a solid number. I think we all like eight. Who doesn't like eight? Yeah. I'm a fan. Um... Yeah, it's 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 wonderful. We're in the Christmas season. Um, our producer left music on for us, so that's nice. Uh, yeah, where, where are we at right now? Like December December fourth, right? It is December fourth. Yeah, Can you believe that's it? That's the date of record. So, for all you people out there who are listening, <laughs> years later, December fourth, twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's the date of record. And he's he's a little sour batch when he's got that. Uh, it's just, it's just Full important. Full beer chug. So we're, we're 21 days, three three weeks from Christmas Day. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Christmas I, Day I would, is a Tuesday. I would say that's act- yes. actual. So you got three weeks to do all the things you need to do. <laughs> Go to Amazon.com. Decorate some pine cones, you know, drink some eggnog, all the things you need to do. Get those lights up if you haven't already. It's very important. <laughs> very important. You're already you're missing the whole thing. If I mean, most people around here got them up. Christmas or Thanksgiving Day, I feel yeah, like. you really should to celebrate the season as as a good American. But but, but I'm, I I love it. I see all this stuff around here. It's yeah, really so gets you in the season. Those of you just tuning in, we don't just talk about uh, seasons and date of record here. Uh, welcome you new people and uh, people that have hit the subscribe button. Welcome back. This is our sports podcast. Like I said, we also do an oh. entertainment podcast. Make sure you check that one out after this. What's but, the uh, Christmas edition episode? You know, just Christmas only... is going to be every single time okay. like we did three or four episodes of halloween oh let's <laughs> see why we special would, case wouldn't make the same case for the christmas one but let's do a christmas themed sports podcast All what right, do you we'll say wear sweaters next time okay well ha- yeah we should okay. okay we will but let's let's December get... 11th potentially remember remember the 11th of december is that a saying it is now let's get that trending on twitter guys you know it is oh, a saying right. all right the packers fire mike mccarthy someone said that Probably multiple times on the news and on Sports Center because it happened. Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty crazy. I guess they were they were saying too. I guess he's the. F- I think it was the second only coach to be fired in the middle of the season for a coach that's won a Super Bowl. Usually, yeah. a lot of times they'll fire him. Like coaches that have won Super Bowl have always been fired before, but never in the middle of a season. So. Whatever was the trouble out there, I mean, and they were 14-point favorites at home against the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday and lost the game straight up, Yeah. and I think that was the the turning point where they were like, because I guarantee they already had visions to get rid of McCarthy, but I think after that, it was just Yeah, it, it kind of it knocked them out. They're, it they're was out of the, the final race. punch. They just thought at that point, they were like, you know what then, let's get a new guy in here, get him used to the team for the last four weeks of the season, and then... Either keep him or get someone else. In I think Isaac is going. They're gonna go find someone else. I think they will too. But I think, I think they also... just didn't want McCarthy there anymore. And I mean, there was rumors that I think uh, Rogers didn't want him there or some, or didn't care yeah. for him. And the Packers had to come out and say like Rogers had nothing to do with McCarthy being fired, and it has nothing to do with whoever they hire next, and blah blah blah. But I mean, at the end of the day, we all know that the, if the superstar player isn't happy. That's who you care about the most. So I mean, 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to be picking the next coach. But oh, I, I don't think so either. His but I, input, input will be I think valued. he definitely, if he didn't care for McCarthy, I think he definitely had some, some he said something that, yeah. you know, and then they obviously, you know, not saying it happened right away. He could have said something weeks ago, but then the, the performance. But, you know, what I'm interested to see, though, is how the Packers come out their next game because now, you know, you know you're not making the playoffs, but now you got a new coach. I mean, are they going to be as – a little inspired to play well for their coach, or are they kind of just going to really, are we going to see a point where in two weeks from now, Aaron Rodgers isn't even playing because they don't want to risk him getting hurt. I think that's what they should do. Yeah. And that's going to be funny because in about a couple weeks is usually people's championship and fantasy and stuff. And for those people that drafted Aaron Rodgers because he was the preseason number one QB in fantasy, that's uh, a bummer. Yeah. A fantasy is a whole, uh, it's, it's a problem with that stuff. Uh, I think we'll talk about that a little later in the show. Um, but with, with McCarthy, it's just crazy he's been there so long. Like, he was – like, Brett Favre played for him for multiple years. Like, he was there, I think, since 2005. Just like Was he? Yeah. And he doesn't look that old. It's just, like, crazy. It's, it's a long time in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, I forgot. That's true that you say that. That's just... only, like, six years less than Belichick or something. He had to be second behind Belichick, right? Or, no, Marvin Lewis has actually been with the Bengals for a long time, too. Yeah. But, yeah, and he might he might not last. <laughs> They're having a yeah they have a nightmare season right now. Not really his fault, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it all the Packers upsetting season this year, but uh, I think the Packers should pack it in. Yes, whoa, that is the pun I'm going with. <laughs> uh, no, really, they can go get a great defensive player, maybe Nick Bosa or somebody. If they if they finish, if they I think only have four wins now. Yeah, they're Just four seven lose and out. You can maybe get a top three pick, even get a real stud, and I think it's what they need. Get well, a stud. That's what they call it in sports. Okay, <laughs> sorry if that offends you. I it doesn't offend me. Okay. I think it's funny. Go get that stud. Yeah. Exactly. Well, anyway, though, uh, the biggest NFL news of the past five days or so, whatever it was now, week, whatever, is Kareem Hunt. A video leaked on Friday of an incident that happened in February of him shoving a girl in the face and then pushed, and then all his buddies are trying to hold him back, but he's still trying to go at her. She's yelling at him, and then he pushes one of his buddies through her, which throws her into a wall, and then when she was kind of on her, like kneeling on the ground, he comes up and just kicks her and then runs away or whatever, and uh, that video got released on Friday. The team saw it. Everybody saw it. And he at first was sent home from practice and then the commissioner, then he was on the commissioner exempt list. So he wasn't allowed to practice play or be at the games or be anywhere with his team. And then moments after that happened, the chiefs called him in and just straight up released him. Yeah. And I guess one of the reasons they released him was, was uh, because I guess they had known about the incident back in February or were aware of it. And talked to him about it, saying what happened, and he completely lied to him, saying no, it, it, that wasn't what happened, blah, blah, blah. So they, you know, as you would, kind of just like, okay, well, we'll trust you, sweep it under the rug, whatever. And then when that video came out, it's like they had no choice. Because at that point, whenever something like that happens, and then you find out that they knew about it and didn't take action, that's when more jobs get lost. And I think a lot of those Chiefs players in the general office, the coaches, were like, oh, we're not losing our job over this. So just got rid of them. Yeah, as long as they had some way to deny it, but yeah, when there's video. And I don't know exactly, but I would have liked to see how much their Super Bowl odds decreased after that, because I know they definitely went down a little bit. 
They didn't seem to, the game didn't seem to move. Yeah, no, and that's that's the thing actually. The that game was crazy. didn't I move. I definitely picked the Raiders. And in I that think game. that's just and Raiders did cover. Yeah. But I think that's uh that just shows you because of the fact of where the Raiders are at also. <laughs> I think they figured even without Kareem Hunt, the Chiefs should still be able to run or move the ball all over the Raiders, but And yeah. then they did. Yeah, no, they Kareem it was a high good, scoring game like I think everyone expected it to be. He's not their most important guy. Um, so yeah, from a football perspective, it's a blow. But there's there's so many good running backs that you can just plug in. They uh, brought Sharkandrick West back. He's a guy who had some good games for him in the past. Yeah, he was just on just nowhere, not even on a team. So I think they'll be fine in that case. Um, I think it, you can't lose a player that good and have no effect. But they're gonna be fine. Yeah. Yeah, they they will be fine, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think though, I mean, they're obviously already they're gonna win the division. They'll get they'll get a one or two seed, unless they division's lose. In, it's in play now. Yeah, uh, I just Chargers don't. would pr- probably have to win out, which would include winning in Kansas City. Yeah, they win in Kansas City, they would be tied, and the Chiefs would have to lose one more game. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible. With four weeks left, but it's looking like. Chiefs will win the division, but if the Chiefs didn't win the division, that'd end up being catastrophic because then yeah. you go from a one or two seed to a five seed, and most likely face at this point probably the the Steelers in the first round because it looks like the Texans are gonna Steelers have lost a couple in a row and the Texans are on fire. It looks like the Texans yeah. are gonna get honestly though the Texans could sneak and get a two seed or even yeah I mean, they already the Patriots, lost to the Patriots head to head yeah but. But, I mean, they've won nine in a row. Who's to say Patriots they can't win Texans, 12 in a row? Yeah, they're in such or 13 bad. 13 in a row. They're in such bad uh, divisions. Yeah, because they get to face those teams. Yeah. I imagine their schedule to end the year is not that difficult. Because I imagine, I bet, out of their last four games, I bet at least two of them are against the division. So, I mean, yeah, they definitely have a good chance to get something good there. But we'll see. Still a lot of season left. Yeah, back to, back to Hunt. I have two things I want to talk about. I talk about I, the fantasy thing. Um,. I know it, it doesn't matter, like, when you're talking about it doesn't matter for the NFL season. It doesn't matter for these people who actually got, you know, hurt by another man. But, like, Cream <laughs> Hunt wrecked some, uh, some fantasy leagues, I think, here. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had him on both of my teams, and it just – I also had uh, – on one team I had Gordon, the other team I had James Conner. And it's just like fantasy is just – why do we do it? It sucks because this is what happens. <laughs> The funny My thing is, too, suspended. is I, I had Fournette in one team. He got suspended. Oh, and like, I was the number three pick in my my league that I've always made the playoffs in, and I uh, drafted Le'Veon Bell, so I actually missed just, the playoffs this year. It's torture. Uh, the funny thing is, is I'm no good in fantasy. I've maybe won a league once, and I'm in, like, three leagues a year, so if you factor that in for the last, like, even four years, that's 12 leagues. Yeah. So even that's not good. So, I mean, I'm just – I enjoy fantasy. It's always fun drafting your team, but it's just, like – that's why I just stick to sports you get to, you betting. Get I'm just not good at it. Here and players just go out. Like, yeah, like what, my one team, my top three now are gone. Gordon, Hunt, and AJ Green were my top three picks. They're all gone. Yeah. It's like, what? So why? I'm, I put money in that league. It's like, fuck that. It's the worst kind of gambling. Because even if you're good at it, shit like that happens. Yeah, you can't. Well, any, even in regular gambling, you, they always say, like, there's X factors in the game that you can't handicap and can't make account for in their injuries. Uh, like if a guy fumbles a ball, for example, like which yeah, way is that ball going to jump or bounce? And then refs making a bad call because they're human. I mean, there's at least a bad call in every game, a couple oh, bad calls. We'll, we'll talk about that. And uh, then uh, and then just, you know, like other, you know, just stuff like that. Injuries, 
bad calls and turnovers and stuff like that. You don't when you handicap something, you don't expect you know someone to throw two or three interceptions or a fumble to bounce to the left instead of the right and go into the hands of the other team or yeah. an umpire missing a blatant strike three or anything like that. A false so, start or something like that. Yeah, false start. I mean that happens every week. That that play would not have didn't make the difference in that game though. So. Uh, so the, la- the last point with Hunt is the, the greater like picture with this kind of stuff happening. Um, a lot of people said domestic violence. This is actually technically not domestic violence. This is just straight violence. <laughs> they were not in a relationship. These are just two people fighting. Um, so it does matter more that it's a woman because you should not be fighting women because you could you could really hurt anyone. And also but, with how much stronger he is yeah, than all those should, people. Because in the video... All his buddies are trying to hold him back, and he's going through all of them. Yeah. I mean, this is a man that runs through big 250-pound linebackers. Yeah, and what I said to you was, like, I'm sure he's faster than her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Could have ran away. Um, but why is this so much different than if he did, if he got in a bar fight, you know, without his with his buddies? I'm sure that happens all the time. I didn't, like, Ezekiel Elliott got in some issue. I mean, he had his own uh, other issues. But, like, th- this happens. Why are we fine with that? When like with this, it's like instant ban. He's gone. He's cut. Yeah, it's we should have we should hold them to the same standard. You shouldn't be getting in fights if you're an NFL player. Like, yeah. But then the the other side of it is, is there really zero tolerance? You do something like this, you're out because the Chiefs have someone on their team who was arrested for domestic violence uh, back when he was in college. He's had no incidents since. And he's like a case of like, oh, here's a guy you gave a second chance, and now he's a great player, Tyree Kill. So it was like Kareem Hunt done. Ray Rice well, is I done. Well, I don't think Kareem Hunt is going to be done. I think he's d- definitely never going to play for the Chiefs again. But yeah. he is eligible to become. A, I saw it today. I forget though to be a free agent soon. A team will pick him up, I think, because I think that's one of those things where, yeah, it was a horrible thing what he did, but ultimately, I think a team is <laughs> going to jump on him and stuff and. Then they'll just hope time goes by and it gets pushed away. I mean, Joe Mixon socked yeah, that chick yeah. right in the face, and he's still on the Bengals, and people seem to forget about that. And that was, in my opinion, much worse than Kareem Hunt. But Yeah, there's a lot of guys out there. I mean, it's all bad, but I mean, I think the one that where everything gets put to is the fact of is Ray Rice, obviously. But Ray Rice's was way beyond all theirs. Yeah, and, and Rice was no longer – I mean, he might have been effective. He was, like, hurt at the time, too. It wasn't so, so worth it, was, it. It wasn't – wasn't a talent that was really worth it and he was he was older so he wasn't like a long-term option anywhere so i think if he if he was 22 23 maybe it would have been different but yeah it's just strange kind of trying to balance between like this is so awful the guy should be punished but at the same time where do we allow for forgiveness just you wish the nfl didn't have to have to think about these things because it doesn't seem like the other sports have to think about it nearly as much but then baseball's had its problems too um, yeah I've, osuna that was a big deal this year. Um, Jose Reyes in the past. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, and those guys have all played also on stuff again. So, yeah. I mean, Kareem Hunt's only in his second year. He's going to be on a team again next year, I think. And then, yeah, just time will go by and people will always remember it, but it'll end up not being. As they being, should. I yeah, said, but it'll end up not, you know. They should bring up Tyreek Hill. Like, I, I feel. It. I mean, that's that should be his punishment. Tyreek Hill punishment should be I think he makes a great play that bring it up hurts the most with everything is truthfully the fact that like what the season the Chiefs were having and he yeah. was a key part to it with how good of a running back he is and now it's like I mean I'm sure 
Who is it? Casper. Uh, who's there going to be their guy? Spencer. Spencer Ware. Ware. Yeah. Is there a running back? And I mean, he's good, but I mean, he's not as good as Kareem Hunt. So I mean, it's going to hurt him a little bit. But so we'll see. Yeah, and they and have and their struggles. And you're, you're going to have a first year or a, a first year starter going to the playoffs. So I mean, I don't know. I think that really, really unfortunately, is going to cost their season. But we'll see. Is there uh, any other football stuff you yeah, want? There's, there's two more things we got to talk about. Our team's game. This is the I biggest guess. game of the week, Sunday night. Uh, wow, well, I already blinked. Steelers, <laughs> Chargers. Uh, both teams looking like they're going to make the playoffs. I, I personally think they're the two most balanced AFC teams. Yeah. They both have good defenses and good offenses. Yeah. Um, whereas, I think, I don't know, the Patriots somehow get it done. With, yeah. The, through that roster, yeah, and the Chiefs have uh, a trash defense. Yeah, the Chiefs have, like, a historically bad defense almost. They're, like, I think their rush defense is the worst. Yeah. If you don't have a good rush defense, you're going to get in trouble because you get, if you do get matched up with, like the, you know, even like a Melvin Gordon, James Conner, or just like what the Patriots seem to do, like they're yeah. gonna they're gonna struggle with those teams. I mean, all it's gonna take is a couple stops. But uh, yeah, no, it was a good game. Steelers got a big lead early, and then they just blew it. They stopped uh, playing well. Chargers, you can't give Rivers, t- like, um, time to come back because he can do it. He's got weapons, and they didn't have. Mel, they did without Melvin Gordon too, which I thought was impressive. I mean, I know Eckler's been yeah. good, but but they shut they shut him down that first half. I think they had zero rushing yards. Yeah, really. Yeah, was, and then they got it going. And they, they say that all the time in sports. The hardest thing sometimes is having a big lead early because you stop playing with the intensity of we need to keep scoring, and then the other team's playing like do or die, and you yeah, you start to get nervous. You know, they score, and then your offensive execution is a little off. I mean, I, I don't even I don't know why how they were able to really. You know, stop the Steelers three straight drives in that second half when it looked like when the Steelers were starting the second half with the ball, it just looked over. I was debating whether it's like, do I even want to watch the second half? Like, mm-hmm. if they just go and score right away, make it thirty to seven, the game's over, and probably would have been. Um, yeah, but I think uh, some one of the big stories of this game was some of the uh, the calls. Most notably, it was a a false start that was missed that, that confused the Steelers. Ended up being kind of a broken play that the receiver ran past the corner but that corner still should have played yeah. on yeah you play until you hear a whistle whether so, you think it's a blatant call but, or not but as i said that happened to the chargers two weeks ago against denver where their running back got like a 50 yard touchdown on what should have been a false start and even the chargers were the be- benefactors of that like earlier this season they even talked about it that a ref got fired for missing a blatant false start so, uh, yeah yeah but it's, it's, I mean, it happens you just gotta, you just gotta realize, like the refs are not out to get your team. They just miss shit. They're not, they're not perfect. So I don't think this is a case. Um, but then that end of the game, that field goal garbage. You remember what I said oh, to you? Yeah. <laughs> remember what I said to you that that they should have just given the Chargers the field goal after they did that for the third time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. It's actually in the rule book that you can do that. Really? The refs, if they said if you do the same penalty over and over, extending the game, the refs can just say no give the points because when would that have ended if they kept doing it yeah like true. if they kept jumping with way off sides and blocking like that guy should have blocked it the last time he was so off sides he went what's upsetting the is the <clears throat> what's upsetting is the first one <clears throat> had nothing to do with yeah he the offsides he just missed it there was no block the second one was blocked because he was off sides and the third one he was wasn't he like so off sides that he jumped like he jumped, late? He jumped early yeah it's like <laughs> wow 
<clears throat> that was funny. He jumped before the guy even kicked it because he was so offside. I've, I've seen that before. It's crazy. But, I mean, I just, it's just unfortunate that you jump like that because you should know that. And they even showed the stat before the kick. Over the last couple of years, historically, the Chargers have been atrocious with their kickers. Yeah. And Pittsburgh's hard. It's historically hard to yeah, make to kicks. Kick, to kick, like, 40 yards beyond. And this was 39, so it's basically 40. It's a yeah. rookie kicker, I think, right? Or second year? He's a rookie. Rookie yeah. kicker. Pressure situation in Pittsburgh Sunday night football. And he's flat out. He shanked it, but, yeah, they just didn't it, time it was it well. close. It went over the bar. Yeah, you just missed but it, but still. You shouldn't miss that in that situation, but yeah, luckily they got a they got a break. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. the last game I want to talk about for this uh, past NFL week happened uh, last Thursday. Um, oh, I was yeah. very confident. I said the Cowboys are going to get demolished. They're not all that good. They beat the Redskins, who aren't all that good. Not impressed with the Cowboys. Well, the Cowboys went out and uh, pulled off one of the bigger upsets of the year, I think. Uh, Maybe not the win, but the fact that they held the Saints to ten points. Like yeah, no, nobody saw that coming. That was that was impressive. That like everyone Drew Brees didn't win the MVP, he's still be still playing indoors and it was gonna be a big game and somehow you know, the Cowboys defense were able to do that. I don't I don't know how good they are. They're are they the best defense after after that game? They've been they, playing I been think good. the best basketball lately. Basketball. I mean wow. <laughs> Football. There he is. I was I'm already thinking ahead. Wow, yeah. If they've been playing the best basketball lately, that would be imp- pretty impressive. Yeah, I, but they have been playing the best football. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Alvin Kamara was a pretty good basketball player. Yeah, that so guy seems pretty to be able good. to do it all. But yeah, are you, are you buying the Cowboys? Are they gonna? Can they even like get up to the three seed, two seed? Are they gonna win out? Uh, three seed, I think is doable because. <laughs> they're not going to catch the Rams or the Saints. Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, they, uh, the Bears, I think, are ca- are doable to catch up to because the Bears actually have to play the Rams this week. Yeah. And then, which is the Sunday night game, which should be a good game. And then I know they have to play Minnesota one more time. I imagine they have to play an ink. Uh, I think it's the final game of the season. And do they play the Packers one more time? I think they do. Yeah. I think but that, that's at home. Yeah, it should be at home because the opening night was in Green Bay. Yeah. So I mean, but still, an angry a Packers team that might a new yeah, coach might try to beat them. So uh, I don't know. I I think it is honestly. I think it is doable, especially when you look at their division. I mean, the Giants are done, and then I think they got the Eagles one more time too. Yeah, and do, I think do they play Washington again? I think they've already played Washington twice. They only they should only have four games left, so we have them right there: Minnesota, Packers, Eagles, and. Oh, that's who they play? The the Cowboys? Yeah. Right. Oh. Or no, the Bears play. Yeah, okay, I was thinking I'm of the Cowboys. I don't know what the... <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys play the Eagles. Let me see the Cowboys schedule really quick. Just because I'm... So the Cowboys end the season with their last four games are a home against the Eagles, which is beatable, especially yeah. at home. Then two Indianapolis, which actually could be tough. Yeah, they're playing Home against Tampa Bay, which they should take care of business. And then at the Giants, which... They should, mm-hmm. but Giants the Giants won. might well want may want to spoil the party. Yeah. So let's see here, and then let's look at the. So I mean, that's I would say I would look at that. That's at least two and two, I think, maybe three and one. So they could they would end the. What are they What are they right now? Seven, seven and, and five. Seven and five. So they could, should end nine and seven, which I think. But I mean, you never know. The Eagles could make things interesting. They didn't look all that impressive last night against that uh, t- 
team. So the Bears' schedule, they end home against the Rams, but I still think that's going to be tough. Home against the Packers, which they should win. At Niners, which they should win. And then on the road against a Vikings team that's going to want to win that last week. So I think the Bears end 2-2. Two and two. I think the Bears end up going 10-6 and because I believe they're 8-4 yeah. right now. I think they'll finish the season 10-6, and six, and that'll definitely be good for the playoffs. But see if the Vikings can make it interesting to try to win that division. That's what uh, we will have to find out. But I believe that was it for football for the most part. We've still got about a month left. Yeah, and uh, we might get a month of Mark Sanchez. That's exciting. Yeah, I did not expect to ever see him again. He is currently the quarterback for the Redskins. Yeah. Redskins uh, <laughs> seem to have a little curse going on. That uh, was Alex Smith, was that a, it was an ankle injury? Now Colt McCoy broke his leg. It's like, Oh, Colt McCoy broke his leg? Yeah. I thought Alex Smith oh, Alex Smith was an ankle. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly, but they're both like similar things. Colt McCoy was walking off though yesterday. That was weird. Must have just been a fracture or something. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, that's it for football, huh? Yeah. It is. All right. Well, before we move on, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Simple Dog, the leash that is quicker and easier, and it works with your dog's current co- uh, collar or harness. For a limited time, Tony's Take listeners, that's uh, that's you guys, by the way, you can get 25% off and free shipping if you use promo code TONY. Now, these guys are great. Uh, they're also doing a giveaway on Facebook. So if you enter it, uh, if you like them on Facebook, you're entered to win a leash. The contest ends on Friday, so act fast. So head to Facebook and search Simple Dog Leash. You'll be able to find them right away. Now, one more time, head to simpledog.com. Sorry, one more time. Simple Doggy. Dot com and use promo code what is that tony tony t-o-n-y there he is for 25 percent off and free shipping it's the dog leash you've been waiting for i love those guys what do we got next uh america's game and that is baseball yeah we're gonna just do a quick uh quick little uh thing with baseball because we're getting to that time of the year where some trades are happening some uh free agents yeah, and uh, things, some, they trickle in so so far the notable two of the notable ones was uh the less notable one patrick corbin signing with the washington nationals which is going to make that assuming bryce harper stays is going to make that team better because you're going to have patrick corbin max scherzer good squad there and then the other one is uh the big blockbuster trade, as you as they call it. The Mariners actually made two trades, I think, that are big. But the first one... Yes, bigger. was they traded away their closer, Edwin Diaz, who I believe led the league in saves this year. He was incredible. And then they traded away their big star, or big star that uh, had his steroid issues this year, Robinson Cano, to the New York Mets for yeah. Jay Bruce and then a bunch of young guys. I think they just needed to get rid of Jay Bruce. I think it was they're both dumping expensive players. Cano... I looked. He has a lot left on his contract. He signed a ten-year deal. Yeah, I think I remember that. Um, so he's still got like six years left. Because when he well, keep in mind when he signed that ten-year deal, it was he was having those years with the Yankees. He yeah, he did solid in Seattle, but it was definitely not like the power went down. It's you know he's been good. It's kind of like Pujols with the Angels, but he's actually been better. But just yeah. you sign those long-term deals to a guy who's already in thirties, you know it's gonna it's gonna bite you at the end. Yeah. So I think he's already 36, so he's not really going to have too many more productive years and he's still got a bunch of time left on that deal. Um, but, yeah, Diaz going to the Mets. They they traded their closer last year, Familia, and now they have a new closer. And The Mets, it shows – it's a signal the Mets – their Mets are uh, they're in on this. They're going to 
they're willing to uh, you know spend that extra money, take on Cano's contract to get a really good player. So, and the opposite is true. The Mariners are Mariners are dumping everyone they can, including uh, Gene Segura. They traded to the Phillies. Oh, I actually, they went through today. Don't think I knew that. Yeah, and they're they said everyone's everyone's on the market for them. Um, the pitcher, I can't remember. They just traded him right to the Yankees. Um, oh, uh, Paxton. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow, they really are re- rebuilding over there. Seegers, Seegers available. They're 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 trying to just get rid of everyone, trying to do like the Astros did, I think. Just get rid of as many people as you can, have no payroll, start fresh. And that's a team that won they they won almost 90 games last year. Yeah, they were they were definitely in the big wild card hunt for a while, looking like they were going to make the playoffs or Yeah, even as late as like August, they were up in the wild card race, but I don't understand. I'd, Seattle, I think, is at the longest playoff drought of any team in baseball. I oh, just, yeah. No, that is true. I, I think they haven't made it, I don't think, since... Uh, the Brett Boone case. Yeah, that year when they yeah. won 116 games, I think, right? Yeah. Ichiro, Edgar Martinez, a great team. And I'm surprised that team never even made it back the next year. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Yeah. Following year. I think... I think well, with that with that team, it was like, obviously, we had Ichiro, but I believe A-Rod left like, that A-Rod next was, year. A-Rod was gone already. Oh, he wasn't on that yeah, team. Yeah, he was gone already. That's why it was crazy. They lost. Okay, so that was his. That's they right. Lost then. all that talent. So 2002 was his first. Because the year the Mariners won the 116 games was 2002, and that was when the Angels won the World Series. Okay. Because I remember the Angels. Right. Yeah, because I think no. Yeah. That was. 2001, I think, is when Seattle won yeah. all those games. Yeah. Because that was Ichiro's rookie year. Because 2002 was the year the Angels beat the Yankees in the first round, and Oakland had their year where they won 20-something in a row, and they lost to Minnesota in the first round. Yeah. And that was, like, a big deal because Oakland had won the division, I think, because they'd won, what was it, like 24 games in a row or something stupid? That the Moneyball year. Yep, that was the movie that Moneyball is based off of that season. But, uh, yeah, the Mariners struggling for a while, but I think with that team it was – I think we all know Brett Boone had a stupid year, like a year yeah. he could never rematch repeat and then uh Edgar Martinez was old John Olerud was old Ichiro was in his rookie year and then they just had a bunch of random like key players you know and I think their pitching Jamie Moyer was getting up there well he went on to pitch for another 14 years yeah I know so. but it wasn't for them yeah <laughs> when you can pit when you pitch only 85 miles an hour that's the secret to last long you know he never had Tommy John or anything Greg Maddox played a while Glavin played a while those guys weren't gonna beat you with overpowering stuff they were just yeah, gonna chills like 42 already yeah Seems same like. thing but uh, anyway, I mean, baseball especially, it'll get here before you know it. I mean, Christmas is around the corner, then New Year's, and then you're going to blink and it's going to be spring and yeah. baseball games are going to be live again. So that'll be in the next uh, couple. Uh, we'll still we'll have, definitely have a lot more to talk about over these next couple months. Yeah, the big the big names are still there. The, yeah, Cor- Ma- Corbin was one of the bigger ones. Harper and Machado, though, are Harper two Machado, notable ones. Yeah, that's, that's what we're looking. We're waiting for that to yeah, happen. We'll see. Um, I think the Phillies were... A potential spot for Machado, and now that's gone with Segura. So, that's, so uh, uh, probably going to the Yankees. Yeah, and he's not going to yeah, hustle. I bet right? Someone's going to. But uh, I think just quickly, I'd like to. I want to talk about the NBA before yeah. we go into college football, because college football. I want to end with college football because I think like that's where the most you know just the season's over. We know the bowl, yeah. some of the notable bowl games. We know who's in the playoffs. Could have our opinions on like certain things if this could have happened or this. A big hiring locally. Yeah, a big hiring. So uh, we'll get to that in a second, but we just briefly, uh, basketball. Like you were saying, uh, Steph Curry 
came back on was it Saturday? I think so. Against the Pistons and they lost. Yeah. Which I mean, uh, wasn't really. So Pistons are a solid team. They're they're playing pretty well. So to beat them at home was going to be tough. But uh, and they're still the Warriors are still keep making the media. I mean, Clay Thompson had a comment. I had a quote today about how I guess back in 2016, when uh, uh, something like that, whenever the Cavaliers beat the Warriors, they had made during Halloween. So the the October after the June they had won it. They had a Christmas party. I mean, a Hall- wow, a Halloween party, and they had cookies. And the cookies were like little tombstones, and it said Clay Thompson 2015 to 2016, and Steph Curry same thing. And someone, a reporter, had reminded Clay Thompson of that, and he had a uh, quote that said like, "Look at what pettiness gets you. Gets you one and eight in the finals, idiots." <laughs> so oh, Clay Thompson, yeah. they've just been the Warriors just find a way to just keep chirping and chirping and talking and talking and uh you know this is bold to say early on but i really would not be surprised if that team doesn't win the finals this year i know it's i think they can get there but i think if they're if this continues all year long and they come across like toronto in the finals or even boston i think it's not going to be easy you know i think they're so much better but they're going to need something to inspire them so and that's the other thing i was going to say is because when you've won a couple in a row You've been there before. Even if you lose, it gets to the point where you're just like, I don't like whatever. But it's like when you're, and you have these teams that are just hungry and hungry. So, I think Houston really helped inspire them last year, get them together. Yeah. Because to Houston was a real threat. Through. Yeah. This year, I don't know. No, I don't think there's a real threat in the West. Unless, I mean, the only honestly, the Westbrook only Westbrook gonna have a rivalry with all those guys. The only, I mean, I honestly can't even say like the only. I mean, not to be biased, but I mean, LeBron could take things the way they're they're playing decent right now, and the way he can do things. On his own, I mean, you never know. But then also, like you look at teams like the Clippers and the Nuggets, teams that don't rely on a superstar every night. Like you, yeah. one night Harris could take the final shot. One night Gallinari can. One night Lou Williams can. Look at the Nuggets. One night uh, Harris can take the last shot. One night Murray can. One night uh, Jokic can. I mean, it's like they don't. Those teams are real, are solid teams of a lot of good players. That so I mean they wear teams out. But I think the the big news in NBA today though was. Markel Fultz of the Sixers, who was the number one draft pick last year. People, have, there's been a lot of videos on Instagram, social media, of like kind of making fun of like how his shot is, his free throw is just so, every time he goes to shoot the free throw line, every game it was a different release. And it was just, all of them were just such ugly releases. And he's just not a good free throw shooter, yeah. not really a good shooter. And they found out today that he's actually diagnosed with, what, I don't even know how to say it, neurogenic. It's some thoracic, I know. Neurogenic thoracic Neurogen- outlet syndrome. There you go. And it affects the nerves between the shoulder and neck. But the good news for him is, is it is treatable. So I imagine he's out for the the year, probably. I imagine. Oh, I thought is- they said six weeks. Oh, okay, then what do I know? Yeah, I, I'm just a doctor. I don't know. <laughs> Last year, that was the thing. He he played like the first three games, and he was terrible, and no one knew. And then like they shut him down, and then it was like, oh, actually. He's playing through a shoulder injury, and he didn't even know that he was hurt, and that's why he was shooting so poorly. Um, and then he rested. and Yeah, it is three to six weeks. Three to six and by weeks. the way, what is that from, Tony? Uh, I think it's Happy Gilmore, isn't it? That's right. When he gets yeah, run over by the, by the car. And he goes over what and he's I like, know? you I'm can't continue. I'm just a doctor. <laughs> no, I'm going to play. Uh, um, so anyway, the yeah, that's a bummer for him. But, I mean, honestly, I hope it does. I hope that really is the thing that changes everything, and hopefully – he can. 
Yeah, come back stronger than ever. Player. I, I just don't. I don't know if he's just a broken person, whether it's his body or his mind. I can't figure it out. But, but I mean, I think if that, that well, if that, that does bad, get bad uh, uh, if that does really help him, I mean, who's to say? Well, you know, maybe they were, just they were be talking re- about it. He has no value, like in the trade market. Like the Sixers are just trying to get get out of it. That like they were talking like GMs would not even consider you know picking him up. That he's just. They don't know what they can't figure out what's wrong. So, yeah, I can say for his sake, let's hope it really was the injury and he'll come back and he'll show why he was the number one pick. Right now, it just looks they traded up to get him. It just looks like such a bad deal yeah. for Philly. That the like, fact that he was number the funniest thing about that draft is I mean the best pick was like what was wherever Tatum went what was I think three or Tatum was three, but then like after that even Mitchell it's like oh yeah I forgot about Mitchell. There's that this this team I think they're very good. And they went and got Butler, but it's like they really could have had something like unbeatable if if Tatum was or not Tatum if Fultz was yeah a number one pick type of player like where would they be? But, uh, Time will tell. And Sixers have had horrible luck with their picks, so with health. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, that's uh. I want to finish here with, uh, unless you have anything else. That's it on the wonderful sport of basketball. All right. Well, now we have the wonderful sport. When you think this time of the year, December, Christmas, New Year's, you also think bowl season. Yeah, that ESPN commercial where it's like they just talk about bowl season. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're here. We're at bowl season. I'm excited. I know Andy's excited. I'm sure even Sean might be a little excited. I'm ecstatic. I, I love like when you see like Army seven and five going <laughs> against the University of Nevada six and six. Yeah. And just some Dude. fucking weird ass game. Like, there's the bowl games get very weird. Like we'll see them in a in a week or so when you get those first maybe two weeks. Those those first few ones. It's always like New Mexico against somebody and like some you know team in the whack that still won seven games snuck into a bowl. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh. So anyway, first I wanted to start with uh, talking about it was uh, the uh, the Alabama game, and Alabama yeah. and Georgia. We all knew if Alabama was to uh, win, I mean, if Alabama was to lose that game, Georgia would be in, and Alabama probably would have dropped down to I imagine three. I don't think they would have dropped much. I think Clemson would have gone one. They might have bumped Georgia to two, to be honest, and then put Notre Dame to four and Bama at three. That's how I think it would have turned out because Bama wasn't going to go all the way to four, I don't think. You weren't going to no, put them. Yeah. I mean, and they were definitely going to stay in the top four. It really would have shook things up if they did win, and they almost did. But instead, Georgia lost. They blew a 14-point lead. Alabama came back and won. Tua got hurt in the fourth. Jalen Hurts came in, and it was just the script was reversed from the championship game last year when Hurts left at halftime, and Tua brought it back. Instead, Hurts came back down 14 and brought them back. To win, so, or no, down seven. I think they came seven. in, they but he's outscored him by fourteen. I mean, ended up winning thirty-five twenty-eight. But uh, a lot of people were talking. Even Kirk Kirk Herbstreit was saying this also in the night game when I was watching the Clemson Pittsburgh game. He was saying he was so confident that if Georgia, if Georgia moves, the only thing they're moving is up. I think that after that performance against Alabama, they'll move to three now, and Notre Dame will go to four. Or Georgia will stay at four. And I disagreed with that fully. Yeah. I mean, I understand they played Alabama tough. But at the end of the day, Georgia was a two-loss team. Oklahoma deserved to go in. They're Big 12 champions. One loss. 
They got Kyler Murray, who's a Heisman candidate, and they fully deserved it. And honestly, I think the world wants to see. I think Alabama versus Oklahoma is going to be somewhat of an exciting game, whether Alabama ends up blowing them out or not. Oklahoma's be a lot of points. Exactly. Oklahoma's got some firepower. I I think ultimately you just want to see Kyler Murray against that defense and see what he can do because he is. It's going to be his incredible last game. I think you said no. I'm still. I'm going to play baseball. I'm not going to play football. Yeah, and and that's a smart play. I mean, honestly, it's got last chance to see that guy run around. So the notable games, the big bowl game. So obviously, in the Orange Bowl, like we were just talking about, Alabama versus Oklahoma. The other semifinal game, Clemson versus Notre Dame, which I truthfully think, I honestly think Clemson's going to blow them out. So I saw they're like 14-point favorites or something? So Oklahoma, I believe, from what I heard, I don't know it exactly. I can actually probably find out right now. But I thought it was Oklahoma was a 14-point favorite. I believe Clemson was like 11 and a half or so. That still seems a lot. The Oklahoma one, personally, I actually kind of like because I think the last couple weeks Alabama has kind of been – Vulnerable. Yeah, like Auburn, even though they blew out Auburn, Auburn played a good half against them. And Georgia and played a good three quarters against we them. We didn't mention uh, Tua got hurt, but they said he'll be he'll be fine. Yeah, still playing so, hurt, though. But yeah. again, though, they have like four weeks, I mean three weeks. So Alabama right now is a 14-point favorite against, uh, against Oklahoma, and Clemson's an 11-point favorite. I See, Clemson has had a really good run the last few weeks. Um, but they've played like they haven't played a good schedule. I think Notre Dame is taking care of business. They beat Michigan, didn't they beat Georgia too? They beat Yeah, no, I, Notre, I, Notre Dame I think has shown that they can they Yeah, it could definitely be a good game and I mean it was just like I mean, for the first time I mean I know it was bad weather, but I watched the Clemson game and their their quarterback didn't do very well in the in that game for the most part. I mean I know it was bad weather but just didn't do very well. So, I don't know. I mean, I think it's possible Notre Dame's got a good team also. I mean, they could – I just think the, the difference, though, is that Clemson defense. That Clemson defense is really good. Yeah. But – uh, and then the other notable bowl games that day are the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Florida versus Michigan, which I think Michigan – if they play their best football, Michigan should destroy them, I think. Yeah, Florida – Florida kind of didn't look that great towards no. the end. Michigan just lost that one big game that screwed them when they got killed by Ohio State. And uh, on New Year's Day, you've got LSU versus UCF with UCF's backup quarterback who looked brought him back against Memphis, but yeah, I don't know. LSU is it's just if UCF wins that game, then I think that'll be inter- it'll be interesting because it'll be two years in a row they went undefeated, and two years in a row they beat a pretty good program and they beat Auburn last year. Yeah, then you play LSU, and then this one Ohio State versus Washington, I think potential to be a good game. Yeah, I think Ohio State really turned it on here at the end. And the big news is that it's going to be Urban Meyer's final game as a coach. Yeah, he uh, now he stepped he's stepping down after today. I think we've talked about that. it. I don't know about if it's on the show or just outside, but how Urban Meyer has that health condition. Yeah, he's got a cyst on his brain or something that like he that. He should just not be out there. It's yeah, I think it was you actually that were talking about how he's out there on the sidelines screaming and stuff and yelling, yeah. and it's like he's making the right decision. I think to let yeah. it down. So hopefully, for Ohio State fans at least, like maybe they can get a win for him. But that'll be a good game. And then the last big bowl game, Georgia and Texas, which I actually think will be a good game. Also, Texas yeah. is pretty good. I mean, they got a couple they, good they didn't receivers play bad against Oklahoma. No, yeah, they they made it. It was just a couple mistakes. I mean, uh, I think one of the biggest mistakes was when 
Oklahoma fumbled at the two, and Texas got it at the one, and then two plays later they fumbled, they got safetyed, and that kind of killed it because they had momentum going, and then that safety killed it all, and then Oklahoma went right down and scored again. So, I mean, that, that, that definitely hurt them. So, we'll see. Those will be some yeah. good bowl games, though. And I know uh, Washington State was pretty upset about what happened with them, that they feel there's some bias bias against the Pac-12. The Pac-12 isn't respected. I think they haven't had a really good team in a while, and Washington State kind of felt that they kind of got – they only lost two games. They are both close. Or, they lost by Washington significantly, but it was – Yeah, that, but that was, that was also a game. snowball game. I mean, that yeah. wasn't – And their other loss really should have been a win, and they're saying they didn't even get – you know, a chance that I think they're playing, they're playing the Alamo bowl. And it's like, they're, I don't know what they finished. They probably finished around 10th or something. And those PAC 12 schools, uh, how the bowls shake out is if you don't get into the Rose bowl, like the Alamo bowl is the best bowl you can get to. And you always play some like middling, uh, big 12 school, like Kansas state or Iowa state or something. So they said like, Oh, we're happy to play them, but we're upset that we weren't considered for one of the, the big New Year's Day bowls. Yeah, well, I mean, it's got and it's got to hurt if that's how it's going to keep going. But it would have been one of those things where if they would have gotten it instead of Washington, people would have been like, it was, I mean, it, I guess Washington won the Pac-12. It was not though. possible because yeah, they won the Pac-12. But like the fact that the Pac-12 doesn't get into these notable bowls probably hurts them in recruiting. That you don't see if you're just watching like the big New Year's Day or New Year's Eve bowls. Instead, the the best Pac-12 bowl outside of the Rose Bowl is the Alamo Bowl on December 27th or something on a random Thursday. Like, that's, you know, it's just not a premier game. Yeah. And also, what's kind of interesting this year is the uh, the semifinal, the two games, um, are on the 30th? 29th. 29th. So, it's, it's a Saturday. I think that's why they decided to Yeah, I think that's why. That. I know one year they had it on New Year's Eve. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that that was the year I think. Uh, that was might have been last year. They they might have done it last year too. I'm trying to remember because no, I think because I was in Tahoe last year for it. I'm trying to remember if I remember us watching it, but I really can't remember. It was definitely last year or two years ago when they had it on New Year's. I remember Eve. Clemson Ohio State playing a game on New Year's Eve. You know what? Then ago. it wasn't New Year's Eve last year. It was New Year's Day last year because I remember driving home New Year's Day last year and not being able to watch any of the games. Yeah. And I remember the Oklahoma one's the one that went into the overtimes. Oklahoma and uh, Georgia. That was at the Rose Bowl. And that went into, like, the crazy overtimes or whatever. It went into, like, two or three of them. I'm struggling to have a recollection of this game, Yeah, too. and then Alabama played Clemson. Yeah. But, yeah, that was I remember that last year. It was definitely on New Year's Day last year. Yeah, it just seems early this year. But Yeah. I don't know, but like you said, probably maybe the Saturday. Maybe it's because maybe they didn't get as much views as they would have liked on New Year's Day. Yeah. Because a lot of people do traveling that day like well, I was doing. If, if New Year's Day is a Tuesday, they like to have the game the following Monday. And they probably don't want to have it be six days. They want to have a full week for college football. So That makes sense. But, yeah, that's going to be a big day. December 29th, you said? Yeah. There's some other big bowls, I think, that same day. Yeah, there was only one other one. It was the Florida-Michigan one. Okay, yeah. And then the other ones were on New Year's Day. Yeah. Yep, should definitely uh, be good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's... You get to watch Cal versus Air Force or some shit. It's going to be great. Yeah. But I think well, that's... I uh, knew this was going to be a longer one. We had a lot of a lot of sports to talk about. It was a solid about. one. It was packed. 
Yeah. yeah. But you've been happens. listening to episode 88, wonderful number 88 with Off-Road Andy. Yeah. Tony Katz. Yes, sirs. And myself. Uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button, tell your friends, and check out our entertainment podcast. See you next time.